Welcome to the Barry Sachs Show. Thanks for joining me on the Barry Sachs Show. I'm Barry Cockroft, and I'll be hosting this podcast with guest saxophonists from around the world. We will be exploring the stories behind these great musicians with telling insights into how they got started and the ongoing development of their careers. Thanks for being here on this adventure, and please subscribe for a new episode each week. The details of each episode, including a transcript, the show notes, and any links, can be found at barrysax.com. Hello again, everybody, and I hope you're enjoying this series of podcasts. One of the things that I love to do is being able to interview people face-to-face. As some of you may know, I've been staying in Costa Rica for a little while, and it seemed just too tempting not to visit Cuba, which is relatively close. It was great to be able to interview Javier face-to-face in his hometown of Havana in Cuba. And it's, it does add something different to a conversation because you look at, look at the person in their eye and you can also see a person in the context of their own environment, which is always a little bit different. Over the course of a few days while I was in Cuba, besides doing this interview, I was always also able to spend a bit of time with Javier over lunch and he was kind enough to give my family and I some tickets so we could go and hear him play in this beautiful church in Old Habana. For a bit of context too, This was recorded on my balcony (laughs) where I was staying in Old Habana and you can hear some of the sounds of the city all around, which I think just adds to some of the charm of this beautiful country. Javier de Salva graduated from the National School of Art in 1976, specialising in clarinet. Later, he studied flute and the full range of saxophones in classical, jazz and Cuban styles. His early training as a clarinetist helped to develop his love of chamber music, and he later became interested in jazz. As a Cuban, the range of popular rhythms of the island has been an important influence on him. His arrival at the legendary Cuban Modern Music Orchestra in 1978, at only 23 years old, opened the doors to his extensive career. He's performed concertos by Mozart and by Bach, worked with the Iracari Group, Cubanissimo, Afrojazz, Tropicano Cabaret Orchestra, and perhaps the most well-known internationally, the Buena Vista Social Club. He works as professor at the Amadeo Roldan Conservatory and at the Superior Institute of Art. He has given masterclasses and workshops in Colombia, Denmark, Spain, England, and Switzerland, and as a composer and pedagogical author, has published many books with advanced music and edition Gruber. Please welcome my guest today, Cuban saxophonist and composer, Javier Salba. So it's really a great pleasure for me to be able to talk to you in your own country. So thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. I would love to know how you got started in music. I started the, the music study at the age of eight years. But I start with violin. And when I start again, to at, at the age of 12, the director of the conservatorium said, no, you are old to start violin again. You have to choose another instrument. And I chose the clarinet. And I start the clarinet study with my first professor, was uh, the first clarinet of the symphonic orchestra. 
amazing. The same uh, uh, teacher of Paquito de Rivera. The same uh, amazing uh, professor and musician. I stayed there uh, four years. He changed the school to the National School of Art. Ah, the name of the first professor was Enrique Pardo. And the second professor, Roberto Sánchez López, bass clarinet of the symphonic orchestra. And I graduated uh, four years in 1976. And then I started the superior uh, studies, but I stopped in 1978 because I had, I had uh, the, the opportunity to start as musician at the famous or, uh, big band here called Orquesta Cubana de Musica Moderna playing baritone saxophone and I start the flute studies and I graduated from the professional a school uh, here in 1986. In that moment, I played baritone saxophone, soprano saxophone, clarinet, and flute. For me, it was a really a good experience to start as musician with this orchestra because a famous, amazing Cuban musician, uh, a conductor to the student recommend to to play in orchestra for the section uh, because it's very important for us to practice the the music uh, reading into the orchestra it's very important to play in the section in, in this case the saxophone section when, when we play in orchestra, we have to play in right, in right way, tuning, the, the, the diction, everything. Any style, classical, jazz, Cuban music. We need the young orchestra. We have one young orchestra. And recently, recently, the uh, TV, TV channel from here do a concourse for the young musician. Um, and it's incredible. A lot of uh, young musicians playing uh, when 16, 17 years, 18, playing really good. Uh, but as solist, but the problem is to play in, in section. And I had a good opportunity in this, in my case, for start the my professional life as musician with a, a big orchestra. So this must be a little bit unusual to mm. already be invited into a professional group at such a young age before uh -huh. even finishing your studies. Yeah. So that's a great opportunity. So are most students working on being a soloist? Mm-hmm. How do you encourage them to get into the ensembles, into the orchestras, to, to learn these skills of playing with other people? Because here in Cuba, we have 
our music school is an academic classical music. But in in all of our music school, uh, we do a uh, workshop, popular music uh, workshop, you know. And but we don't have a popular music school. The musician for uh, years we to the culture minister we ask why why we don't have a popular music school when i teach with uh, my student i do the workshop chamber music and popular music jazz music cuban music brazilian music with especially the saxophone section five saxophone plus rhythm section. And on a stage, we are, for the audience, it's like a show. It's all, not just, not just play the music. So do you think if we have respect for the audience, exactly, that helps the audience have more respect for the music? Exactly, yeah. Because the people appreciate our presentation. Now, you started as a classical clarinetist. Yeah. Is it very common to play multiple instruments mm -hmm. here? Because I see a lot of students, they specialize in one instrument. Yeah. But for you, you have made a career playing clarinet, flute, and saxophone. Is this very common? I remember in, when I was a kid, uh, my mother was a, a study piano, and my auntie played, uh, they are twins. And she played at the symphonic orchestra, violin. My father worked at the print factory, but loved the classical music. And he knows, he knows my mother in one uh, concert of the National Philharmonic. In, at the end of the 50, the name is the Philharmonic Orchestra. After 60, symphonic orchestra. And I remember all the time at home listening only classic music. But when I got in the National School of Art, I start to know the popular music, especially with the saxophone. At the 70, in, here in Cuba, you know, but at the 70 was really uh, hard for us to, to practice the jazz music and we don't have books because only we have uh, the books and, uh, from classical music from the east part of Europe, you know, Bulgarian, Russian, Hungary. In my experience, to, to learn, to, to know the jazz music, all the time listening, transcri transcribing solos, and asking a famous Cuban, he died in Miami, Carlos Haberov, uh, a famous Cuban sax player. He played with a Iraguere group, together with Paquito and Arturo. And he was a professor there at the school. And I asked him every time how, how for example, how the, the sax player in jazz music, how the, the phonetic, the diction, articulation, Techniques uh, aspect and uh, start to play jazz music, but it 
was uh, really hard for me because nobody teach me. And I remember I played every night at the jazz club in uh, Hotel Riviera. No jazz club, in piano bar. No jazz club. A famous Cuban musician, Felipe Dulcides, pianist. And I remember when I went to play like the first night, Felipe, you know, uh, hello, what tune would you like to play? I don't know in English, I say, When I play the, the, the main the melody, he looked at me and he said, what's up? <laughs> no, he said, play. He said, what? what? <laughs> I stopped, no, play, improvising. Wow. When we finish, I remember I say, Felipe, I don't know how I uh, improvise. I don't know. I, I just uh, read music and that's it. And then I start to learn how I said before, listening too much, transcribing solos. And later on, the, the first photocopies of the jazz books. And I remember I copied all the book by hand. And then uh, after the Raymond Ricker, the different books, jazz books, uh, make photocopy. And then when I start to uh, travel around, I visit the music show, buy the books, buy the... Uh, in uh, general, it uh, was my my formation as jazz musician or popular musician. And uh, my interest to know how I can do that. I remember to practice the in, in bebop style, the, the phonetic, o sea, the shuffle or the, the ghost notes to practice because when I transcribe it, the, for example, the Charlie Parker solo, the ghost note, wow, how can I do? In off beat, with a metronome, no? And then to, uh, to practice the ghost note, and when I play the 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 phrase, just phrase, and, oh, I practiced before with the scale, the articulation, and then when I uh, do the just phrase, I can play in right way, you know. So you're working these things out by yourself, yeah. without a teacher. So you, you're, you're very curious. Uh -huh. you, you want to know how to do something. Mm -hmm. So you're experimenting and, until you find the answer. Exactly. Are you still like this today? Are you a curious person? You just you want to know things. You, you want to learn things. So you, you just work it out. Exactly. And when I teach, uh, I teach in the same form, no, the same way. I remember when I, I first time with Michael Brecker, I asked him how he 
uh, practice the his uh, basic technique. He said, no, first practice sound, and then to to practice the technique, major and minor scales, uh, arpeggios. I so I ask him, ask him because to to compare if I am doing in right way, no, my my basic technique study. Always in the jazz festival when a famous musician, very gently uh, uh, musician, always uh, ask the same how how you how you practice your your ten basic technique and to compare, you know. When when for us for all the musician James Arbersol create his books, it's amazing, amazing. But you have the possibility to practice at home, amazing musician of the background, and you can practice repeating, repeating, repeating uh, to play jazz music and. To show the the musician, no Latin musician, how to play the popular Cuban music, I wrote two books, one for saxophone and other for flute. The name is uh, Advanced Editing the, the Music, with CD including. The first part I play and the second part is like a play along. When I was a musician of Iraquere at the 90, a famous Cuban uh, bass, Carlos de Puerto, famous Cuban, he wrote a, a book about the bass, the Cuban bass. And he's, he, he told me, why you, you, uh, you don't write uh, something like that to the saxophone? I was, well, perfect. And I start to write the different kind of Cuban rhythm, styles, examples, patterns to practice the different Cuban rhythm, like uh, cha-cha-cha, mambo, uh, rumba, um, son, son montuno. When we play, for example, uh, in bossa nova, how we play the, the syncopation and a son montuno, the same syncopation. In Bossa Nova is more longer than the Cuban uh, song style. In our music, the syncopation we have to play short, no longer. For example, pa po ra pa po pa in Bossa Nova, and in Cuban song pa po ra pa pa po pa. Interesting because the the musician don't know the. The correct way, no? This uh, book, or these books, they're published by Advanced Music, right? Uh -huh. How did you make this contact with a German publisher in the first place? I was a musician, I told you, uh, Buena Vista. And the road manager in America is the, was the same road manager of the Pat Massini, Michael Brecker. And, and I remember I asked him, uh, Jerry, I am I am wrote a Cuban book, but I would like the Michael's opinion about. It. And a few months later, the, our 
a road manager in Europe, France, in France. He said, I, Salva, I have a, a, a Michael's email for you. Wow. He, uh, his opinion about the book is, uh, in, you know, no, it's like this, no, in, in good, uh, good for the musician, it's a good way to show the Cuban rhythm. Could you recommend me an editorial or to publisher, no? He said, Michael, and said, Michael, let me see, let me see, I, uh, don't worry. I bought advance the jazz sonata of Raymond Ricker, the Phil Woods sonata, and the Oliver Nelson sonata. And the owner, Veronica, the Gruber, answered me. He said, you will play close to my town, and I will come to see you. And in a few months, they published the book. The name is Sax Soniando, the name of the book. And later on, the flute, flute Sonian, she sent to Michael uh, and a, a copy. And Michael is, oh, uh, congratulations uh, for me. I, I put inside the, the book the, the picture with Michael. And uh, for me, it was, uh, what can I say? As a composer and a, a writer, how important is it for you to be published? I think it's the best way to, to promotion our music. In general, the editorial, the publisher pays at 10% or 15%. It's not too much, but it's not the objective. The objective is that the, your, your work knows around the world. It's the most important thing, I think. Do you think that having your book published mm -hmm. then helped you to have other opportunities? Uh -huh. For example, teaching at different conservatories and universities around the world. Do you think there's a connection that one opportunity can then lead to another opportunity? And maybe sometimes it's a surprise. You don't know what yeah. will happen. Exactly. For example, my son is to uh, study at Guildhall School in London. I did my first workshop at the school. And I composed, I dedicated, uh, advanced, also published the one dance song. Cuban dance song is like a rondo in classical music, the, the structure, no? I dedicated to Gilhol, uh, uh, the title of the piece, for five saxophone and rhythm section. You started out in music, playing classical music. Uh -huh. And many students I see, if they start with classical music and no improvising, they can find it quite difficult to improvise later. Yeah. Whereas people who start with improvising, they're okay. Yeah. How did you really learn to improvise? You mentioned that the pianist wanted you to improvise and you uh -huh. didn't know what to do. Or oh, don't live. Ah. <laughs> or oh, don't live. One example is very simple but uh, interesting. When you get in the theater, it's all is black. You don't see anything, all is black. But little by little, your eyes is open, and when you see, it's the same. Practicing, listening, uh, every day, little by little, you will see. 
leader by leader, you, you can create different phrases. At the beginning, it's, it's too hard because we want the, the now. You have had tremendous opportunity to travel. Uh -huh. You have been all around the world. Mm -hmm. Is that unusual to be traveling so much? Depends. Depend if you have the opportunity, the contract to travel, no problem. Uh, my first time, my first in 1979 to the West part, uh, West, uh, Russia and Bulgaria with the, the jazz band playing Cuban music. I visited first time in New York in 1986 with a Cuban famous pianist, Jose Maria Vidal. The group is a, a string quartet, a rhythm section, and me playing the wind instrument. After that, I entrance of the Irakere group, do the most important jazz festival and, and jazz clubs around the Europe, USA. I was musician of the Cabaret Tropicana Orchestra, and we stayed in Barcelona two times. And then Cubanismo, Cubanismo was a trumpet player, Jesus Alemany, a, a Cuban band, traditional Cuban music, really good group. And then Buenavista Social Club, and that all their traveling, Europe, USA. Even Australia. Even Australia. So I have two cousins in New Zealand. And we play at the Jazz Festival in Newport also. Do you think the connection between the film, the Buena Vista Social Club that was made, mm -hmm. gave a lot of opportunity to the group to travel? I think the, the film was an a opportunity to open to the world, the, the Cuban music. The first record session in Negrem, uh, our uh, studio, recording studio, with Ray Kuder. Um, because the, the, the principal uh, idea was from the uh, Juan de Marco González, who played, he lives in the U.S. now. He played tres. The main idea was Ray Kuder together, Ned Gold as producer, he had an idea bring the African musician to do a recording here in Cuba, but they can come to Cuba. And then Juan de Marco started to write good and Nick Gold and say, why? We have a lot of famous Cuban musicians here. Why not? And start. Recording is like a jam. A lot of Cuban, old Cuban, you know. I participate in the first recording section. I remember I played clarinet and Compay Segundo, he said, oh, you remember me when I played clarinet? Ah, you play clarinet? Yeah, I played clarinet before. But, but in, this, in that moment, I start with the Cubanism Orchestra. And Buena Vista um, start the first concert in, in Carnegie Hall in, and the film. And I think the film was the, to the, the world, what happening here in Cuba. I think it was a really nice idea. 
When you travel, do you see a difference in the young students uh -huh. in other countries sí. compared to the students here? I remember when I do the uh, workshop in Denmark at the Copenhagen Rhythmic Conservatory. Yeah. I asked, is it private? No, no, no. It's for the, the government. Wow. Because it's really nice. Uh, a school with uh, each uh, classroom with uh, recording the staff to record nice classroom. But in Cuba, we have a, well, you know, our situation is too difficult to get anything. But the opportunity to the student here is just you need uh, your talent. That's it. Here in Cuba, is that different? You don't have to pay nothing. Just study and that's it. If, if you want to study, you need your talent. But you have to do a big effort to get all. At the conservatory, a lot of countries came to Cuba and make a donation. Uh, the ins instrument, uh, supply, um, uh, music, books. The culture ministry don't have uh, money to buy instrument or staff. And this is the, the difference. Maybe this is a simple question, but is it difficult to get little things like reeds and mouthpieces, yeah. saxophones even? Yeah, yeah. We don't have music shop here. When, when we, the musician travel, we carry with us a supply. And for example, with a student, uh, uh, Professor, I don't have read. Well, let me see. Okay, when I was a student, because no photocopy uh, at the 70, you know. Now it's more easy, but you have the opportunity to make a photocopy. It's more easy. I love the, the books. When I travel, always I visit the music shop and buy books because I love the book. <laughs> In your past, your father was in the printing yeah. business. Mm -hmm. Do you think you have this love of books because of that influence? No, maybe. I um, copy a lot of music by hand <laughs> or later, later on by, by photocopies. I love half the books and put when I play an original partiture, nor photocopy, nor by hand. I prefer... I love play uh, put on my stand, music stand, the, the party tour. Please have, have, some, yeah. have some more coffee. If you just had one hour to practice, what would you do? <sighs> Too complicated. <laughs> no, because, let's see, I start, I start always with my flute. Because for the embouchure, uh, I prefer start if I don't have time to practice, uh, I prefer do the the basic technique, but always with start with sound. And when I feel good, my sound, uh, because for me the most important thing is the sound. After the sound, practice the scales, basic technique in general. Normally, I start with flute and then saxophone. But depend if I have a classical concert with saxophone, I dedicate more time 
to saxophone because I changed the, the mouthpiece. I used the Van Doren V16 and to play classical A35. And soprano uh, V16 S8. And my baritone, I use uh, Berlarsen 105 uh, 2M. My Berlarsen is from the 1980. A friend of mine, a sax player, he said, change the mouthpiece. Like, oh, no. I would like my Berlarsen to a beautiful. If you just had one piece of music that you could play now, forever, which piece would that be? In saxophone, I love the, the Scaramouche. And in popular music, I love the, the Coltrane music. Uh, mainly the for the the ballad, for example, "Dear Lord, Dear Lord," with the Scaramouche. What is it about this piece that that you love so much? The third movement, uh, La Brasileira, uh, <laughs> is. and you know that is the point. For example, the musician know only popular music, cannot play the the classical music or I think the in general the the musical uh, education you have to listen all music and practice all music to get more possibility no in your interpretation no could you give yourself a piece of advice that you would have liked to have heard what would you say in general some young musician would like to improvise to, to play notes uh, without anything, no, no, no concept the, of the, is playing notes. Uh, first, you have to know the style. Listen too much, the style. If you don't know anything about the, you want to play, you cannot play. I remember we had a, a group, it's a two trombone, two saxophone, two trumpet, and rhythm session. Really nice group. And we are uh, improvising. And Armando Romano, the conductor, a very important musician for us. When we finish, we may say, oh, congratulations. You know the Lydian, Lydian scale, Leo Professor? I know the Lydian scale, but I don't know what I am doing. <laughs> and then when I, I got the Arbersol book with the first page, it appeared. All the scales, all the blue scale, the, wow. Little by little, all the scale with his arpeggios. How important has it been for you to work with composers? Besides yourself, I know you compose. <laughs> mm -hmm. But how important has it been for you to work with other composers? I like uh, so much play the Cuban composer. For example, the Jorge López Marín was a student at Hachaturian. And he loved the Bernstein music. And in his music, he combined, you, you, can, you feel the the, the Russian inf influence, American influence, and Cuban influence. And interesting, sometimes I, I advise him, no? He came to me, a uh, Swede, 
in formalin, I play uh, uh, soprano, clarinet, alto, and flute. I suggest him, in this part, you can make a, a, a loop and improvise. And in the partiture, you, for the musician can't improvise, you play as rhythm. But if the musician like improvise, put the, the harmony, I said do a solo. For me it's very interesting, the specific with the Q1 composer. Thank you very much for the CDs. I hope you like I it. I look forward to listening to this. Mm -hmm. How important has recording been for you? Well, I think we have two uh, most important things. For example, when I play a concert, I like the program because it's the, the constants, no? Evidence. Mm, okay. And record because it's for life. It's like a documentation. Documentation. It's our documentation for in our life as musicians. Do you like listening back to your older recordings? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> ah, it's, it's a good question. Always, uh, when, we, when we play uh, a piece or, or, or recording a piece, you say, I would like to do something. If I have a chance to, to do again, to record again, I would like to, to do or change the articulation or, or some notes and don't like it, the, the sound or vibrato, depend. You have some music published by Advance and now um, also yeah, yeah. Gruber. Sí. Where else can we find more information? And YouTube. In YouTube, uh, the, I put some uh, recording of my, um, in general, of my saxophone uh, quartet or with my son in London playing a concert yeah. on, on YouTube. On YouTube? Yeah. Okay. I will include the links yeah, yeah. On, uh -huh. so people can find uh -huh. know, more recordings of you and listen to you, and mm -hmm. that's always helpful. Mm -hmm. And... If someone wanted to contact you. Yeah, Facebook or Messenger or yeah, okay. you know, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. At home now, I have a, a, an internet, but not normally as other part of the world. Because, uh, you know, is the internet here is, is difficult now. We have to pay. For example, you, you pay in, uh, in your home a packet. To TV, internet, uh, not here. Only one serve. But the connection is too slow. It's not fast. Uh, for example, your website. I saw your web. Beautiful website. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, uh, but disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We are in touch with messenger or you. Okay, perfect. No, no problem. But not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, I saw you, your message. But yesterday in the afternoon, I answered you. <laughs> but you I you don't have it. <laughs> I will get it next week. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> but better than years ago, nothing. Is it making a difference for you as a musician? Mm. To have more contact, more yeah, easily. of course we need we need a, a, a keep in touch. But for us, for the musician, is for the for example, I I, I check the the jazz on the YouTube 
is all the put the every day different they put different musicians yeah, and and I have a, a, a ten minutes or fifteen minutes checking the but not too long. There's a limit. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, on Saturday night you're playing a live concert with the wind quintet. What do you do before you walk on stage to make sure you play your best? I need always for everything. I need time. I have an old car, a small car, a Fiat 126 from Poland. <laughs> Go to the venue early to be, you know, I, I don't know what happened, you know? Mainly with my car. It's okay, the engine, too. okay, perfect, no problem. <laughs> And I stayed at the venue with time to relax, playing my instrument a little bit to 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 stay to to feeling to feeling good. Now, is there anything that you're working on at the moment? You mentioned in July you're recording a new album. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you are working on at the moment? Any writing? I am composing. It's a, it's a surprise. Well, I I won't tell him. <laughs> I am writing now because of September I will do a, a concert at the Basilica in San Francisco with a, a string orchestra. The first part of the concert I play with my saxophone quartet and the second part I play with the or, a, a string orchestra. I am writing also a piece to close the concert, the saxophone plus a string orchestra. And I show you, I show my wife, the, it's a listener because I, 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 very important her opinion, no? Javier, I'd like to thank you very much for your time today. Do you understand me? Of course, <laughs> I understand everything. <laughs> I, I think I, 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 I say my, my English is I learned the road. I thank you very much for thank taking you. the time to meet and of thank course uh, doing this interview in English. I hope you, you can make it. <laughs> Just before you go, a quick reminder to let you know that show notes, any links, and a full text transcript are also available. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review for the show by visiting barrysacks.com forward slash iTunes. You can subscribe for a new episode each week. And thanks again for joining me and my guests on Barry Sachs Show.